Well, Big Sky Breakdown rolls on. This is a fun new edition. We'll be checking in once a week with all things Idaho Vandals football. Vandals have been back in the league for a couple years now, but last year, breakthrough year, I made it to the FCS playoffs for the first time since coming back to the league. And a lot of hype, uh, a lot of interest around the uh, Idaho program, and uh, also we got some good connections over there too. So appreciate uh, Jarek Wolcott, the uh, sports information guy there at Idaho, former classmate of mine from back in the day, uh, for spearheading this and uh, helping us get facilitated. And also appreciate Jason Eck, our guest now, uh, who'll join us weekly throughout the season. Coach, we appreciate it, man. I was trying to think, what should I name this segment? I was thinking like the the Vandals Valhalla or something like that, but I couldn't think of anything good. You got any good ideas for what we should call our segment this year? I just I go simple. I just go like the Vandals update or something. <laughs> there you go. Wheel Yeah, right. Ch- checking in with the Vandals each week. That's all we need, right? Uh, well, good. We appreciate you taking some time. Uh, just take us through this off season. I mean, obviously a lot of hype around your program, but what what's the biggest differences you notice in terms of coming into year two as opposed to maybe last year, year one? Well, I think the players know what to expect. You know, I think we're further along in our in our schemes, so. Uh, you know, we know who our quarterback is, which is a great thing. And we knew where our quarterback was at this time last year, but he hadn't you know, started a game yet. So, you know, when you got a proven guy at that position, I think, you know, everybody everybody feels better. Your your coach's dogs, uh, you know, feel better when the, you got a good quarterback. So uh, we've had a good camp. We've kept our starters healthy, which was a big goal because I think we have a lot of good, uh, good starters. I think uh, – I'd like to think we've improved in the line of scrimmage, which I knew was an area we had to get get there. I think we'll you know we'll find out here as we start playing other people. But uh, you know, excited with where we're at, and uh, I think we had a good football team. Well, tell me about your quarterback a little bit, because Javante McCoy had an outstanding freshman year. He came on uh, this podcast several times. Came on our ESPN radio show as well. And uh, interesting kid, you know, he's 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 quiet. You can tell, but he also he's got a lot of swagger, especially when he's playing. A lot of times, though, when you see freshmen break out, there's a little bit of a an element of surprise, and you know what they don't know can't hurt them. Uh, but now, year two, everybody's going to kind of know what to expect, game planning for him. But I know you th- you think he's made a lot of progress. So just take us through Giovanni McCoy's offseason. What sort of growth have you seen? Well, I think he's growing as a leader number one. You know, he was the highest voted guy on our team, uh, you know, for team captain. You know, so he's definitely captured the respect of his teammates, and I think he's he's improved in those settings. You know, I, I've just seen him as he goes through. Uh, you know, doing interviews and things. I think he's gotten better uh, with that because that that was something that wasn't, you know, really with his his true nature. But you know, I'd rather have a guy, uh, you know, get nervous, uh, you know, talking to people, <laughs> and get nervous in the line of scrimmage when uh, you know Montana's defense is on the other side. So he's, he's, he doesn't get nervous in those situations. But uh, I think he's done a good job of you know still. I think he understands the system better. I think you know he's just accumulated so many more reps on our base plays and our offense. I think he's done a really good job working with our receivers throughout the offseason. I think their timing and chemistry is really good, especially with Hayden and J.J. And, uh, you know, so I'm expecting good things with them. I think the big thing is just don't force things. You know, it's uh, sometimes you're coming off of a good freshman year. You're trying to make every play the great play where I think he just needs to follow through his, his progressions and, you know, take what the defense has given us. You know, some teams might – you know, play cover two to Hayden, and that's just going to open up other guys. You know, we, and I think we have pretty good depth in our receiving core. Uh, you know, I think we have five, you know, above average big sky receivers, so we don't have to, uh, you know, force it to one guy. We can uh, take who uh, who's open through the progression based on what the defense is playing. When it comes to just your perspective on the program, there's a lot of excitement coming into last year with a sort of a changing of the the coaching staff, and and uh, you know you guys did such a great job of, of building some hype before the season, and then you went out and made the playoffs. But now year two, 
Uh, again, a lot of hype, uh, but I think that there's you know a lot of people thinking big things for the Idaho Vandals. What do you think of just those expectations? How do you hope you, the program embraces those expectations? Well, I, I think you want that. You want to be at a place with high expectations. I mean, you look at you know Montana, Montana State. I mean, those are places that have high expectations every year, uh, and that's you know that, that's what we aspire to. So uh, we got to embrace that. We got to embrace that we're going to get everybody's best shot. Uh, pe- people are going to be ready for us, and that's um, you know you want to grow your program uh, in that direction. And uh, I think we got to do a great job as a coaching staff. We got great continuity. Nine of our ten uh, full time assistants are back. Uh, you know, the one guy we lost went to the NFL, so that was kind of a no-brainer move for him. Uh, so we, we got to keep up in our game as coaches. You know, we got a lot of talent. We got to keep putting them in the right situations. Uh, you know, big message to the team has been, and, and to our staff, is now, you know, probably Montana was the only playoff team we, we beat last year as we improved three games. You know, if we want to improve from this, if you want to go to seven wins to nine wins, I mean, you got to be very, very good teams uh, to do that. So uh, execution matters so much, uh, you know, putting our players in the right situations, really doing a great job of coaching them. So, you know, again, I'm trying to put some pressure on our staff that we that we got to elevate our game this year if we want to be uh, better. Are there specific things you can point to that, that you hope improve or that you hope it can get elevated? Well, I think execution, you know, I think you still look at, uh, you know, our tape from last year and we, we had too many times where, you know, we, we ran a blitz and, you know, one guy's not going the right direction, you know, and that led to a big play or, you know, Sac State hurt us with tempo where they were running some plays where we weren't set on defense or, uh, you know, we had some plays on offense where maybe we, you know, we, we didn't get the right play called in that we wanted to, you know, we didn't get the right personnel in the game. So, you know, I think those are things that are, that are coaching based that, that we can do a, a really good job of. And, you know, we got to hold ourselves to a, you know, a higher standard because to beat the, you know, the really good teams in the league, the Montana schools, you know, Davis, Sac State, uh, you know, you really got to execute it at a high level. Went through a Weber in there as well, and uh, you know, just 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 playing hard and being excited and being uh, motivated. I mean, that that takes you so so far. But when you play the best teams, I mean, they're they're going to be just as excited and, and motivated and excited to play. Uh, you know, you're going to have to out execute them. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. Well, that, that's what I know we are. We, we got three games until the non-conference is over and the conference schedule begins. But you look at the conference schedule. I think that's what's so exciting from you know, a coverage perspective, from a fan perspective. And I think it's probably exciting for the players and the coaches as well. It's just that the Big Sky has, you know, truly six playoff contending teams. And I think that any of those six could really make a run at the league title, make a run at a seed in the playoffs. I mean, if when the dust settles, if there's three or four Big Sky teams seated and five or even six in the playoff field, I won't be surprised one bit. But it also makes it so that you know, when you're playing another one of those playoff hopefuls, those are pretty darn big games. So, I mean, what do you think of just sort of the landscape of the Big Sky right now, just the position the league is in or throughout the FCS? Well, I, I think it's a deep conference. You know, it's, it's a deep conference, and obviously those six teams you know about, uh, but – you know, that, that was my message to the team last year is, you know, when I, when I studied the big sky over the past, like, five years, there was usually a team that snuck into the playoffs that wasn't, 
you know, expected to appreciate totally. Yep. So, so, and, you know, we, and we were probably that team last year who did it. So, uh, you know, we got to be on guard. You know, I think, uh, you know, those new staffs, I think Coach Lamb's a heck of a head coach. I think he'll do a good job at, at, at Northern Colorado. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Portland State's better. You know, I, I think Coach Wolf obviously is a proven coach in this conference, did a good job at Cal Poly. So, you know, I don't think you can take any games lightly because I think, uh, you know, with some of those, uh, you know, new regimes in our league, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's uh, improvement in another team. Uh, surprise, you know, is a surprise. But, uh, you know, I do think it's a, a favorable home schedule. I mean, you know, getting the two Montana schools at home, I think, is a great benefit, just because, especially because those are, I think, the two toughest places to play in our conference. Uh, so having those games where you're not going to have to worry about you know noise when you're snapping the ball and things, I think, is a great edge. Uh, you know, having Sac State, who's got you know a real long conference winning streak, and I think it's something like 18 games they're going to come in here with. I mean, having those games at home is certainly uh, you know a great thing, but we can't uh, you know sleep against some of those new teams uh, that we're playing and. Uh, I think out of our eight games in conference, we play all five of the new head coaches. Right. So there's a, a little bit of uncertainty with, you know, what you're going to see. Now, obviously, we'll have a lot of tape by the time we play them. But, um, you know, that's kind of a unique wrinkle we have. We play all five new head coaches in the league. And in this opener for us, Lamar, we play a new head coach. So more than half of our games, we're playing a new staff. So, uh, you know, anytime you have that, there's always a chance they could you know make a step forward. Well, how challenging is that then? Because, I mean, I've talked to coaches across the conference already, and, and it seems like, personnel evaluations especially going into these first games are so hard this day and age because people have so many new players i mean there's so many guys going and coming and transfers coming in and transfers going out and all that but then you add to the mix that they got new coaching staffs as well it's probably been difficult uh, preparation for you guys particularly enough to this opener thursday night against lamar yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not crazy about it. I'd much rather play somebody where you know the staff's coming back and you know basically what they're going to do. And you know, they always have a few wrinkles in the first game. But uh, you know, my message to our staff has really been, hey, we got, we got to do what we do best. <laughs> you know, let's, let's run our, our base stuff. Let's execute. You know, focus on us because uh, you know we got to have sound play calls and sound. Uh, calls on defense that are good against whatever they do because we, we really don't know. You know, are they going to come out and try to go breakneck, uh, no huddle? Uh, maybe you know, are they going to try to slow down the game? Maybe you know, are they going to come out in three-man fronts or four-man fronts? You know, we we, we got to be ready for all of it, and we got to do a great job of coaching within the game to adjust once we you know do get a feel of those first couple series of how they're trying to attack us. Well, and you mentioned the fact that you guys have a couple of the Big Sky's best teams coming to Moscow this year, but you also have seven road games, including three straight non-conference road games at Lamar, at Nevada, and at Cal. So, uh, how do you hope your team sort of mentally prepares to to be on the road for basically the first month of the year well, i think we'll be all right with it you know last year you know we opened up uh you know two road games and you know against power five schools and you know, i thought we responded well and came out in those games and we had a 10 nothing lead in both of those games couldn't couldn't finish them off but uh i, I think we'll respond to it well you know i, I think i'm still navigating and learning and i think i have a pretty good feeling now just how we have to schedule here i mean i, I don't think we're going to be a team um, unless we can, you know, just start consistently selling out, that's going to be able to, uh, you know, do what the Montana schools or South Dakota State, North Dakota State is, where you can have six home games every year uh, and, and pay people to come in. I, I think we're probably going to you know, have to borrow more, like how Northern Arizona schedules or something, and you know, play one money game, and then you know, we're, we're going to work towards starting to play two FCS non-conference teams. But uh, you know, you got to get home and homes, and there's not many FCS schools who want to play home and homes. You know, you're kind of limited to. Uh, you know, Missouri Valley teams, and then the Southland isn't bad either. That's who we're playing a home-and-home home with with Lamar. So that, that's kind of why we made the change. You know, I'm, I'm uh, 
you know, I think if you're a South Dakota State, you can probably afford playing a Division II team. But, you know, with our schedule and playing all of the uh, FCS teams that in the big sky that made the playoffs last year, you know, I didn't think we could afford uh, to play a D2 game. And, you know, now you end up 7-4 and four and you don't get in because you only have six Division One wins. So uh, I got the administration on board with that of, of um, you know, buying out of that game. And, you know, obviously it's not great in the short term to play uh, – to play seven-way games, and I think this will be the only year we ever do that. But uh, I do like that we're moving to an all-Division One schedule to uh, put us, uh, you know, the best situation to get, you know, the seven-plus wins for the playoffs. Well, last thing for you, then, Jason Eck, Idaho head coach here on the Big Sky Breakdown. His team opens up against Lamar on Thursday evening in Texas. Uh, obviously, the, you know, the priority is always to get a win no matter uh, what week it is. What else, though, will constitute success for Idaho? I mean, what, what are you hoping to see operationally, and what are you hoping to see out of your team on Thursday night? I just want to see us play clean football. You know, what you don't want in the first game is you don't want, you know, a bunch of uh, false starts on offense or, you know, jumping off sides on defense. You don't want delay game penalties because you're slowing out of the huddle. Uh, you know, you don't want foolish personal fouls. You don't want, you know, substitution errors where you end up with 10 guys on pump return because one guy forgets to go out. So, you know, just really focus on the last and playing, you know, good, good, clean football. Make sure the Vandals aren't, make, you know, aren't uh, beating the Vandals, which is something we talk about a lot here. Make the other team have to play really well to beat you. And uh, I think if we can play good, clean football, uh, we'll be in good shape. But, uh, you know, again, there's a lot of unknowns in this game. We, we can't, uh, you know, we really don't have a lot of idea what, how Lamar is going to attack us. And they got a bunch of new transfers who are playing. Uh, you know, so it's really about us. We just got to good, play good, clean football and execute. And I, I think uh, I think we got a good team. I think if we can play good, clean football, we're going to have a shot to win, you know, any game on our schedule. The first of many will be joined by Jason Eck once a week here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Coach, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for making some time. Uh, travel safe and uh, best of luck on Thursday night. Thanks, Colton. Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. 